Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to activespirituality.life and to week 43 of 2021. And Pam will tell us all about the week starting Monday, the 25th of October. And I will see you soon. Okay, very good. So Monday, the 25th. If there's something important you want to get off your plate, get into the mail, make a contact about, get started on, you want to do that before 10, 11 a.m. Eastern time. And yes, those of you who are listening who aren't Eastern time zone, you need to adjust. But why do I say that? Well, the reason I say it is because the moon is in the sign of Gemini most of the day. And up until that point, mid-morning, it is just booking. Ideas of flying, spontaneity happens. Mercury's direct now after last week. We're still in what we call the shadows. So there may be a lot of revisiting things coming back, uh, sort of putting all the bows and whistles on something that you had uh, brewing that now it's time to take action. Uh, We are in the waning moon cycle, but that doesn't mean you can't initiate or begin something, especially because Jupiter is also direct, which is good, retracing its steps as it moves back into, in a month or so, back into the sign of Pisces. Now it's in the sign of Aquarius. So there's a lot of very connected, Activity energy in the morning, especially anything that has to do with verbal overtures, messages, notes, um, double check uh, email or things that came in, make sure you didn't miss anything. And a lot can happen in a very short period of time in the morning hours up until, as I said, mid-morning. Once that moon goes void, of course, at 10, 11 a.m., What that means is that the moon is not making any more geometric aspects to another heavenly body before it changes signs. So in astrology language, that feels like, because the moon is about the mood of things, uh, emotional connection, how people react. And as anyone in sales knows, um, people don't really buy unless there's some sort of emotional charge or connection with why they're getting that thing. I mean, you know, if you think simply into moon being also indicative of what we like to eat, what nurtures us, um, think about being in a restaurant or shopping without a list. 
it's really difficult to make those kind of decisions if you're not feeling, oh, this is what I want to eat, or yeah, I feel like making a casserole or a soup or muffins. Uh, then we sort of move through the spaces like, oh, do I want that? I'm not so sure. What are you having? And <laughs> there's not really that emotional glue reactivity that gets us to know this is what I want. So with that in mind, um, we are in that void, of course, space basically from mid-morning until five o'clock in the early evening. So it's an excellent time to purge, you know, especially emails, letters, your desk, things that are kind of like you usually are like, do I want to do this? I'm not quite sure. We can be incredibly decisive about things that we're not emotionally attached to. And that can really help us organize, purge, uh, make decisions about what's kind of weighting us down. Obviously, you don't want to do that to someone else's closet or stash because you may very well step on some toes because you're less connected to it anyway. And when the moon's void, of course, you really don't necessarily know why they've been keeping this pair of shoes that don't fit. Maybe they're going on to a friend or a loved one. Anyway, so moon void, of course, can be incredibly productive, especially in the sign of Gemini, working on something already in motion, finishing up tasks, things of that nature. Once the moon enters the sign of Cancer, now we're in very different energy because Cancer is the sign that has to do with, well, it's natally very connected to the moon energy because Cancer is about where we come from, the womb, home, and all these things have strong emotional charges with how we think and re react, respond rather and react to things. So when the moon is in the sign of cancer, uh, the evening looks pretty good to me. The evening looks like it's a great time to enjoy a meal, especially with people you feel very intimate or connected with, to eat something that is nostalgic for you and or very uh, invigorating, gives you a lot of the nutrients and things you need. And you may think, shouldn't I always eat that way? Or you may think I never eat that way. Regardless, with the moon in the sign of cancer, how it's aspected on the evening of Monday, it's uh, food nutrition can be incredibly restorative, also a very good night's sleep very healing energy happening. The next day, and it's especially important because the next day and Wednesday can be kind of emotional minefield days. And what I mean by that is that there are planets in the sky that do make geometric configurations to the moon as it travels through Cancer that show emotional friction. On Tuesday, some of us, many of us, people you encounter, you yourself, may feel a sense of wounding. So something that's kind of like picking at a skin.
scab or, or um, rubbing at a bruise. And I'm not just talking physical. Um, I'm really talking emotional stuff. So it's more historic wounds, things that we get triggered by. And this may not happen specifically to you, but if it happens to someone in your field or whom you're working with, you can just get this sense of, wow, where did that come from? And that's the, that's the triggering that can occur, especially heightened when I look towards midday. The positive of this is that when we're aware of these wounds or these old stories or the historic um, bumps in how we react or are what makes us respond in ways that are less than savory to our overall development. When we're aware of that kind of rising up or coming, we can say to ourselves, oh, I'm not going to interface with so-and-so today because they always trigger me or I'm feeling kind of raw or not quite in my game. So let me avoid doing something that like going to the DMV or something that would be particularly challenging for you. So think in terms of being kind to yourself in the morning or if you're not the one getting triggered, I mean, this can be especially intense for people with strong cardinal sign energy in their horoscope, Aries, Cancer, Capricorn, Libra. So someone you might be with is responding in ways that you're thinking, well, where the heck did that come from? If that's what's going on, then you can you can adapt or uh, massage or make it easier instead of, well, let me really push on that um, because I want to see that person explode. That's not necessarily a good thing. So as the day moves on, then we can have some sudden action or things that occur in the uh, late afternoon, early evening that are inspired or get us out into another place or way of thinking. Uh, and we can also encounter something that is uh, pulls us in a direction that's a little confusing or um, why am I attracted to that? So if you're feeling a bit off-centered or not quite sure about something that is being presented to you, then I recommend you turn away or you don't enter that space. This can be a particularly disagreeable day, uh, evening rather, for people who might have a cocktail they don't usually drink or go on a date with someone they don't really know. Um, it's just energetically this kind of something feels off and I don't really know if this is where I want to be. The ideal of where you should be or what might be kinder or easier for you is to have a evening where you can meditate, enjoy music, uh, be somewhere by the water or in the water, do something that is calming 
and uh, kind of brings you back to center. That's the ideal for Tuesday evening, because Wednesday, again, is a rather intense day of things kind of especially accelerating this. I look towards the late afternoon, uh, evening. We can find ourselves in situations, arguments, power struggles. Um, and for some of us, it's just sort of the war within. And that's why it's so important to really be aware of how you're responding and why, so that you can understand, uh, well, that's what made me react a certain way, but how do I want to deliver a message or respond or um, actually maybe step away from, from this? We are hitting these points of, uh, and we see this on the world stage, of course, um, where the confrontations are accelerating. One reason why that is, is because we have to make choices for growth, but we want to make like long view choices and not find ourselves in fractious situations that don't really give us the space to make those long-term decisions that are then really about growth and evolution. The moon goes void, of course, at 2.02 a.m. in the wee hours of the 28th, Thursday. And then it enters the sign of Leo, um, kind of pre-dawn, 5.07 a.m. And now, phew, now we're in the more creative, playful energy of the week, and we can uh, really kind of move into opportunities, ideas, uh, find ourselves. What's important on Thursday is you want to make sure you're with the right partner. Think of um, <clears throat> think of a dance like the tango or swing. I mean, when you're dancing in that kind of partner capacity. You really want to be with a partner who e equals your what you bring to the dance and who, most importantly, you trust and is most committed to making you look good as much as making the dance look good. So dance aside, this has to do with any business partnerships, client meetings, um, endeavors that you're taking on on Thursday, you want to make sure that you've got the right partner. It's not enough just to have a warm body. You're better off being alone, actually, in a situation than taking on someone who's not going to really mirror your commitment in whatever it is you're attempting or making happen. And energetically, um, Thursday and Friday, are really good days to be embarking on something, making things happen. Uh, Friday morning, we may wake up from a dream or very inspired, capture that idea, and you may want to run at it, at, run with it at some point in time, not necessarily on this day. Um, and let's see. So the moon goes for it, of course, at 3.05 a.m. on Saturday the 30th. And just to finish up, Friday evening just looks like a wonderful, um, like, party, enjoy people, connect with ideas evening. Just as I've said before on certain things, 
um, you don't necessarily want to eat the whole enchilada, eat the pieces that are really good for you so that you still have energy and buoyancy and will feel good the next day. But overall, it looks like a um, really tremendous, high power, um, very enjoyable, playful energy that's available on um, Friday the 29th. On the 30th, the moon goes void, of course, as I might have already mentioned, 3.05 a.m. And then the moon enters the sign of Virgo, but not until 2.09 p.m. So, yeah, that morning, early afternoon, uh, I wouldn't say, I don't think you want to make any large purchases. Um, it, it's best to, I, I mean, if you can, with Leo void, of course, moon, it's just, if you can just play, enjoy, be outside, do games, be with young ones, uh, museums, cultural activity, that is like total joy and or work on projects already in motion, especially creative ones. The Once the moon enters Virgo, which is 2.09 p.m., now we're more in a work, organize, make things happen mode, even though it may not necessarily be what we have to do. Some of us may feel like we must do. So I would say the important thing about um, uh, late afternoon, evening and uh, Sunday is take some time in this period to do something that's therapeutically healing for you and or a, a loved one or someone um, who you're working with because that's a great way to use this energy and be in mind that um, if you're feeling a sense of sacrifice at any point in this time span, ask yourself why because sometimes we give ourselves less when what's important is to give ourselves a little more so that then everybody benefits. And now I turn it over to Susie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I would like to invite everybody to just find a place of stillness, Always best to do any type of meditation sitting up with a straight spine and just find a place of comfort and as you find that, just beginning now to deepen into the moment, into the self. And let's spend a little bit of time just really investigating care of the self. Many of us, I know from the people that listen and from all of the friends and the clients and all of the people that listen every week, many of us are caregivers. We are working in fields where we're caregivers in some way in the service industry or we're caring for our families, our loved ones, caring for people and animals, plants. And we are 
very accustomed to. We're very used to looking after others and we almost sometimes just do it so naturally and without a thought. And yet many of us I know also have a hard time actually looking after ourselves and giving that same type of nurturing and caring and compassion towards our own body or our own practices or our own rituals that bring about healing, health, uh, even just a sense of quiet, giving ourselves space to rejuvenate. So let's just really turn all of that compassion just for a few minutes. Let's just turn all of that compassion and all of that nurturing and all of that, that very deeply felt care towards ourselves. And you can visualize yourself, your heart. Visualize symbolically the heart chakra in the middle of the chest. And visualize a beautiful green emerald gemstone there representing the heart chakra. Representing the, the love the compassion, the care for the self. And some of us might get tripped up in this and think, oh, it's so egotistical and I don't have time for myself and why me and everyone else needs this more than I do. Just bypass all of those little excuses and monkey mind tricks. And send this energy of love, of compassion inside. And you can visualize this as a beautiful green light. Think of green like a plant, something that's growing, something that nurtures us actually. See that beautiful living green light, representative of beginnings, of health. Just visualise that beautiful green light in the centre of your chest. You can visualise it pulsating with every deeper breath that you take. this green light which is transparent and rich in colour. And as you're seeing this green light, let it expand. Let it expand to fill up the lungs. Now during the times of the pandemic, we're very concerned about our respiratory systems. 
now during the times where many people on the planet are unable to breathe fresh air because of pollution in some of the major cities of the world or in places where there have been so many fires. There's a lot of, a lot of attention being given to the lungs, the lungs of the planet and the lungs of our bodies. So let's keep the really healthy energy there in our lungs and breathe in that beautiful green light. We can always breathe deeper. We can always be more conscious of our breath. And as we're breathing, just visualize that there are like little sparkles of green, beautiful light filling up the lungs making the lungs vitally healthy, neutralising any toxins or neutralising any harmful virus or bacteria in our body. And as we visualise the lungs, see them as really virile and active, that they're able to really inflate and deflate. And really bring the oxygen into our body and put the wastes out. And then visualize this green light now also at the heart, in the physical muscle of the heart, that the heart is healthy, that the heart is adapting to all of the situations around us with ease and with grace, that our heart is full of love and full of compassion for ourselves to be here in this life with hope, with gratitude, with grace. And wherever we have any pain in our life, emotional pain, we breathe that into our heart where the heart is able to be in acceptance and forgiveness and gentleness, where the heart is able to be in peace. And as we feel that energy of compassion, we visualise it now rippling through all of our body sending a very beautiful green wave of energy to every single cell, revitalizing and strengthening. And being aware of the great love that we have for this life, for this body, for this mind, for this particular incarnation, for all that it comes with. And we recognise that it is through self-love that we are able to provide real and true and authentic love for others. 
we visualize this green light now reaching out from our bodies into the atmosphere around us and then out to the entire world. And we visualize our beautiful globe bathing in this green light, feeling the energy of this green light everywhere, living in everyone's heart. And with this, we gently open our eyes, taking a few deeper breaths. And we take this with us into the world. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Love now and have a great week and see you all soon. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.